blow in her face and she'll follow you anywhere. You are destroying the Constitution of the United States. May God have mercy on your souls. Good day. Yes. We could be saved if we just elected the right white man to power. That's creepy, but that's in a different category of creepy. Zitzu, zitzu, zitzu. Gary Geigers. Of course he introduced zoning laws. Okay. You know what? Don't. Yeah. The less I have to do with that game, the better. Here's my favorite part of the defense. Clodius was probably fucking his sister. Jughead, not Jarhead. I have nothing against Marines. I want to make okay. that very clear. I'd be really interested to find out what fucking truth that woman was trying to get at. And like with most episodes, I can bring it back to wrestling. Oh. Right, well, he's got other people who work for him who also do things, and, and they can okay. mutate okay. Uh, okay. human size into smaller worlds, after all. Fuck you. I still don't give a shit about getting fake property in a fantasy game. of time where we connect nerdery to the real world my name is ed blaylock i am a newly free for the summer uh world history teacher uh currently doing well currently not doing any teaching i'm seasonally unemployed at the moment uh but for the last uh month and a half uh two months now uh doing distance learning uh here in the plague riddled wastelands of northern california uh, and I am the father of a uh, two-year-old little boy uh, who uh, has now uh, gotten into the habit of uh, spotting dragons uh, regularly when we are uh, out and about, uh, which makes me uh, quite proud. Uh, so how about you, sir? Uh, I'm Damien Harmony. I am a Latin teacher. Uh, I am also no longer distance learning, but I kind of am um, because I'm running a boot camp for uh, the summer um, for kids who want to get into the AP class. Uh, so, yes, the plague has hit our lands. Uh, my daughter has just turned eight. My son is ten and a half. Uh, my daughter is, uh, she has her own bow and arrow now. And we have the hay set out out back, and I'm 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 refusing to let her fire any arrows until she can pass certain tests with her bow, and so she's really been working her form. Uh, one is you have to be able to uh, draw your bow seven times in a row with good form. You also have to be able to hold the last draw for ten seconds. If you can do all those things, we can trust you with an arrow. Because what if someone runs in front of you? All right, conditioning. Yeah. Yes, and so the she's... the Hema the Hemaist in me approves of this. Yes, so she's getting a lot of reps in, and she's also Good. already painted her bow. Yeah, I saw that. It was matte black, and she's like, "I'm gonna paint stuff on it." So she painted the draconic word for bow and arrow on it. I think. So, nice. Yeah, she's all about that. So, uh, and my son is uh, just really enjoying learning Latin, actually. Yeah, I've started teaching right. them Latin. So, all right. Yeah, all right. It's good Chips, life. blocks. All right. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, okay. When last we spoke, uh, we yes. were sorting Marvel superheroes into Hogwarts, and we ran into the problem that uh, the Avengers we kept a short team. Uh, the Guardians of the Galaxy it's usually only limited to five or six anyway. Yeah. But then we ran into the X Men, and there's too many of them for too long that you kind of have to cover them. So. 
Yeah. We're sorting them into different houses. We've already spoken to uh, J.K. Rowling and her shittiness and her turfness. Um, so I'm just going to mm-hmm. mention that. If you want to hear it again, go back to the previous episode. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, so there's four houses, Gryffindor, Slytherin, mm-hmm. Ravenclaw, and Hufflepuff. In other words, yes. fire, water, air, and earth. Yep. Um, and uh, we've already kind of set the parameters. So uh, one sentence on each house so that we can get this ball moving. Go. All right. So Gryffindor is uh, courage. uh to the to the level of foolhardiness, uh, the flip side, cur- courage versus foolhardiness. Uh, Slytherin is drive and ambition. Um, flip side is um, amorality mm-hmm. in in the service of drive. Uh, ends ends justifying means. Um, Ravenclaw is the pursuit of truth, mm-hmm. with the flip side. Uh, the downside, the dark side being um, uh, obsessiveness uh, and or uh, getting locked up in your own head paralysis by analysis. Mm-hmm. And then Hufflepuff is uh, loyalty, uh, community, uh, family hearth. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. Yeah, but, I mean, uh, let, let's be real. You know, I mean, they're... Yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, yeah, yeah, no, you're not wrong. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, you know, up, upside, family, loyalty, <laughs> um, uh, community, downside is uh, codependency, mm-hmm. uh, dogmatism, mm-hmm. um, stasis. Holding. Yeah. Stasis, grudge holding. Yeah. Good. All right. That just gave me the idea for another show. We should Kinsey scale Hogwarts. <laughs> We should not. We should not. No. But no, dear God, no. <laughs> no. A world of no. Yeah. All right. Uh, you know, and I and I think if yeah, okay, no. Yeah. The less said about that because I'm already I'm yeah, already getting all like okay, already getting preferred all position of each house. Like, you know. <laughs> well, you know, I, I was about to go on record saying, you know, um I, I'm pretty sure that Ravenclaw would have the highest, highest uh percentage of arrows. Uh, of 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 the four. That's like, true. I'm sorry. I'm too locked up in my own intellect to want to fuck anybody. What? I don't know. Yeah, they'd be masturbating yeah. to their own like writing to, to their own to yeah. their own. That's genius. their preferred yeah, yeah. position. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, um, you know. Meanwhile, uh, Slytherin is is going to have absolutely the best dungeon, best <laughs> right. equipped. You know. Uh, you, you, whether whether you're whether you're dom or sub, you're yes. gonna find your, your your best counterpart in in Slytherin because they're they're yep. two sides of the same coin that Slytherin just and they'll, embodies. They'll do the aftercare better than anyone will. Oh yeah, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and I hate to say it, but Hufflepuff is you know, Ozzy and Harriet kind of you know. Uh, Hufflepuff is the sixty nine house. They're just going to be oh, okay. taking care of each other all day long, okay. and right. only for playing. Like, oh, yeah. okay, yeah, zip, zipless fuck. Yeah. Whereas Gryffindor yeah. is going to have a mirror across from the bed and insist on doggy style. Like, well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what? So, <laughs> why you got to at me? <laughs> oh. So, all right. Well, this was yeah. gross. Um, this was yeah. <laughs> and we're not editing this out. Uh, yeah, no. So tell me. Are you kidding? This is gold. (laughs) 
Wolverine, uh-huh. what house does he belong in? You know, okay. So so this is this is where we, we come up against the fact that um, Gryffindor and Slytherin are two sides of the same coin. Mm-hmm. On the one hand, um, he he is the the quintessential berserker. He is of of like everybody in the X Men universe. He he is the no no. I don't think you understand. You can't kill me. Right. Like <laughs> I can literally so, do this all so. century. <laughs> I can yeah. I yeah. can keep going. I can keep going endlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know and and so the you know go straight at him thing is is very much uh, mm-hmm. in his wheelhouse. And and let's talk about somebody with with you know a hot head and no impulse control. Good point. And, and also, it should be noted a very a very strong internal uh, personal code of of honor true. and ethics. Very true. All all of which militates very hard toward uh, Gryffindor. On the other hand, mm-hmm. I'm the best at what I do, and what I do ain't very nice. That's a very Slytherin thing to say. And, and he is, he is a killer. Like it is, it is made very clear repeatedly Mm -hmm. that he, he is, he is Mm anti-heroic. He is, he is not Scott. Like he, he and Scott Summers are, are, are held up by the writers repeatedly as being the the you know yin and yang of Apollonian uh, and Dionysian uh, Apollon yeah there you go yep and and he is all Dionysus to to Scott's Apollo and and so that you know I'm gonna you know when when you his attitude is when I get into a fight the rules go out the window. There are no rules. The only, the only rule is if you win, you get to walk away. Right. And, you know, Ninja and, and all of that Yakuza stuff in his background and all that other stuff mm-hmm. points very strongly toward, uh, Slytherin. Okay. The length of time he's capable of holding a grudge mm-hmm. is to us, uh, supernatural. <laughs> super preternatural and it and it and that that as a trait militates toward Hufflepuff and he is very intensely loyal to those people that he cares about mm-hmm. there's no Ravenclaw in this guy like at all he nope. he is he is not a creature of his intellect he's he's a creature of of his senses and his and his and his being yes oh man i'm I'm going to go. As a Gryffindor and a a Wolverine stan, I want to claim him for Gryffindor, but I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say my read goes with Slytherin because I'm the best at what I do and what I do isn't very nice. Okay. I, that's very compelling. I'm going to go far afield and say that he is actually Hufflepuff. Okay. And people are usually surprised at this because he's so damn violent. So just think of like the militant arm of Hufflepuff. <laughs> and you've got you've got him like look at his colors first of all okay well all right yeah. all right all look right. at his Go name ahead. and what <clears throat> animal is similar to a wolverine that was actually possibly a name for him in the beginning all right son of a bitch yep. all right uh, yeah. and he has a tremendous sense of loyalty okay in fact the grudges he bears are people who broke that loyalty um he just expresses his loyalty very violently <laughs> Like, um, but ultimately it comes down to whom is he protecting and how forcefully. 
here's a quote by him. A death isn't like losing a job or expresses, uh, I'm sorry, or getting divorced. You don't get over it. You have to integrate it into your life. Learn to live with it. But life does get better. He's taking care of people. Yes. And, and you know, as, as you talk about that, then mm-hmm. we get into his mentoring role as he yes. mellowed out, got older, mm-hmm. spent more time around the X-Men, and, and you know, uh, Xavier kind of rubbed off on him. Mm-hmm. Um, he, I can, okay, that, yeah. that. That comes more to the forefront, yeah. And his, he's, he's really old, so he has a longer view. He's got a, a fatalistic view in some ways because he's old. But his friendships and relationships defined who he was. Here's a quote that he gives on, um, on Nightcrawler. He says, Kurt was the only guy that ever looked me in the eyes like a man and spoke to me like one and treated me like one, no matter what I did or where I was or how I felt. He was my best friend, and he treated—he never treated me like a damn animal. And now he's gone. And for what? You better be worth this, I swear to God. And that's somebody that he's, you know, making sure, you know, they, they earn Kurt's sacrifice. Mm-hmm. This is why he was, in many ways, the heart of the X-Men. And it was just, like, such a counter-typical dude. Because, like, he was so violent. Like, he was the extremity of violence. And antisocial. Yeah. And yet he is the core of what draws that dysfunctional family together. He here's the thing. He he is the <laughs> he is your mom friend. If your mom friend was unkillable, had an unbreakable skeleton and like literal swords that popped out of their hand. Right. Exactly. Like like <laughs> mama 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 bear yes. to the Papa Wolf is yeah. the spear version of that trope but you know papa wolf to to the nth degree mm-hmm. yeah okay and yeah. and think the more i think about it him and his his relationship to kitty pride yep and jubilee later on and jubilee later on and yeah. how he was toward colossus and like pretty much everybody big, like, he's he's the big brother friend mm-hmm. to mm-hmm. like a generation of x-men yeah and then he ends up yeah. being headmaster like sets aside his his violent ways, and yeah. he's he runs it because it has to be done, you know. Yeah. Well, he winds up he winds up um, he winds up going from the lone wandering samurai trope, right, to the uh, gunslinger who's who's hung up his guns trope. Yes. You know the old the old the old gunslinger trope. Yeah. He's a more lethal version of Hawkeye in a lot of ways. Yeah. 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 And 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 he has the advantage over Hawkeye in that I'm trying to figure out how to verbalize this. And and advantage might be the wrong way of putting it, but but what the the kind of the dividing line between them is that Hawkeye I love Hawkeye to death, but he's kind of a fuck up. Like like they even highlight it, they they kind of yeah. highlight it in the book. Like okay, wait a minute. There's there's a great panel that shows up on Facebook every so often. Mm-hmm. He's playing a video game, and somebody else is is looking over his shoulder. It might be Nat. I don't remember, but she's saying, "Okay, so wait. You're 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 being chased by the army in this game. You're falling out of a helicopter. You're on fire." Clint, it's a fishing game. How did you do that? <laughs> you know. <laughs> really good 
really good. Uh, that's like taking that trope of sir this is a wendy's like and just yeah, turning it on its yeah, head turning, i like flipping it, it on its head, i like, like it and 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 his response is just i don't know <laughs> yeah that's that's him yeah. all right so tell me about professor x give me one sentence for why he is in the house that you've put him in um world's most powerful telepath mm-hmm. ravenclaw okay cool um i say he's slytherin because of what he's yeah, willing to do with that. Uh, he uses yeah. it willingly to control other people and to invade their thoughts and take advantage of their mental weaknesses. He manipulates people on the regular. Uh, here's, here's a quote from him. Nor do I have his powers, though I trust I simulated them convincingly. I regret this distasteful tr- charade, but a bit of misdirection was necessary to protect my true identity. Uh, that was early, early on. That's like in the 60s when I'm reading it. Uh, he's resourceful with those abilities. He's part of a family of very wealthy people, elite, extremely rich, and he uses that wealth to a good end. He knows the right way, and he insists that all who follow him do things the same way. And when he's raising the event, uh, the uh, X-Men, he says, we, all, we have awesome powers, my X-Men. It is our birthright and perhaps our burden. But as Valerie said, with that power comes responsibility and also accountability. I owe it to the Fantastic Four, the Avengers, to everyone who was injured by Onslaught to go on now, or to go now. It's the right thing to do, and it's the best thing to do. So he's like, this is how it has to be. And that's ultimately what brings him at loggerheads with Scott, who is the bad version of Gryffindor. Um, And when you have the good version of Slytherin and the bad version of Gryffindor, someone's going to die. Yeah, pretty much. So, yeah. Yeah. all right. Um, Magneto. Okay, so you've, you've thrown me mm. repeatedly. So I'm, I'm, I'm <laughs> I, you know, um, but I'm, I'm going to say um, he, he is, he is the, the, mustache twirling stereotype of Slytherin mm-hmm. given given comic book form. Okay. He is he is a racialist. Mm-hmm. He is an elitist. Literally mutant supremacist. Yep. As as we discussed talking about, you know, the X-Men and the Civil Rights Movement. Um because those those are the those are the tropes that, you know, he was built around. Mm-hmm. Um he is uh, brilliantly intelligent. He is a fifth-dimensional chess player, mm-hmm. um, and he is absolutely 100% convinced of his rightness, um, and is ruthless in what he is willing to do to anybody who gets in his way. That's true. Um. So. That's that's pretty much my my take on it. Yeah, I'm going to guess here. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna take a risk here, and I'm gonna say I think you're going to go with saying he is a dark side Hufflepuffer because of his determination and his loyalty to his own people and mm-hmm. to mutant kind. With with. You know, stuff being built out from there, but that's 
Okay. That's my guess. I would say if we took him only on his early run stuff, you're absolutely right. He's he's bad guy Hufflepuff. But I'm going to say he's Slytherin. Okay. Um, and uh, for a lot of the reasons uh, uh, that you mentioned. Uh, normally, here's what's interesting to me. When two people are in direct opposition to each other, like he and Xavier... It's because they're opposite sides of the same coin, where one's Gryffindor, one's Slytherin, right? Cap had the red skull, who's clearly a Slytherin. But in the case of mutants, it's really just good Slytherin versus bad Slytherin who later redeems himself. Yeah. And Magneto's redemption arc is very powerful. He was very much about the ends justifying the means, saw mutants, like you said, a superior to humanity. And ultimately, this is his uh, mission to save mutants from humanity. It has to be my way, right? Professor yeah. X had the same goal, just a different method. Um, here's a quote from from uh, Magneto. Uh, if you know who I am, then you know what I am capable of, the actions I am willing to take to protect my people, and you know why I have come. Earlier in life, he was just as driven, but far more willing to exploit others to do so. And I would say that that's what pulls him away from Hufflepuff in some ways. If he just mm. did it himself, I'd be down. But he manipulates everyone around him all the time um, while he's a bad guy. So I'd say that brings him more to bad guy Slytherin. Um, but here's Fifth dimensional chess player. Right. Um, whereas Hufflepuff, yeah. they don't do that. Like he. Yeah. Um, so here's another quote. How they despise each other. It is only my will, my power that keeps them working together as a team. But I ask not for friendship or for love. All I demand is fear and blind obedience, for I am Magneto, mightiest of all the mutants. I mean, that's really early overwrought stuff, but it's still part of his canon. Yes, he's Dudley. Pardon me, can you hear me, can you hear me twirling my mustache? Yeah, he's Snidely Whiplash. Yes. Um, interestingly, Cyclops actually outstrips him in ruthlessness, but not in resourcefulness. That's why okay. I said Cyclops was bad guy Gryffindor. All right. three of these guys, Magneto, Professor X, and Cyclops, all have this martyrdom complex, though. So here's here's another quote. To live amongst the stars, to rule jungle kingdoms, to guide entire nations, only to find oneself here. A self-loathing man might see this as deserved punishment. A vain man might compare this to the Christian devil's fall from heaven. Me? I think the coffee's not terrible. I have been known by many names. Max Eisenhart, Eric Lenscher. Magnus, Magneto. Each name marks its own sin, and one day I'll answer for those offenses. But not today. Only my actions, what I do in the name of all mutants, hold any real meaning. You don't get much more redeemed and accepting of your badness uh, as as a, uh, a Slytherin than that. Yeah, yeah, and and he, what you say about the the murder complex. Mm-hmm. I think is I think is interesting because I think that speaks to the uh, self-directedness of yes. both archetypes, both yes. Slytherin and and Gryffindor. You can't have a martyr complex if it's not all about you. Yeah, that's a hundred percent true, and that's what keeps him out of Hufflepuff, by the way. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And well, that's and, what actually and, keeps Wolverine from being Gryffindor or Slytherin because he doesn't care about himself. He cares about his communities. All right. He's the only constant and he's cursed with himself, but you know, and he accepts that, but he is very different than that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So let's look at Nightcrawler. 
I grew up as Nightcrawler is my favorite guy. Um, Witty. Yeah. Urbane. Mm-hmm. Charming. Mm-hmm. Has a sword. <laughs> you have a sword. You have a sword. No, I don't. I have many. Um, still get touchy about that. Um, yeah. Okay. Uh, oh. Oh. God. Yeah. Not only is it a sword, mm-hmm. it's 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 a it's a it's a cup hilt. I mean, yeah. whoever the artist is doesn't doesn't know what he was trying to draw. He was going uh, for swashbuckle. He 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 was yeah. going for swashbuckle, but it's the wrong kind of hell for swashbuckle. But anyway, um, <laughs> sorry, sorry, the sword nerd. I I, I like that you're like really pedantic about the sword thing, but like he's bl- a blue guy with like half as many fingers and and has a tail. But you're like well, that sword is the problem. Okay, well here's the deal. <laughs> God damn it. <laughs> We, we get hit over the head repeatedly, repeatedly, repeatedly. I mean, if you're in Marvel Comics, you're mm-hmm. in New York, right? Mm-hmm. New York is a real place. True. New York has a real history. Um, and, and all of the artifacts, all of the physical culture mm-hmm. of Earth 616 is ours, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. That is true. So, so people with people with preternatural powers are the suspension of disbelief thing. Okay. So I'm called on to suspend my disbelief about the fact that this guy has, you know, three fingers and and you know, blue blue hair. Yep. Yeah. And and you know, can teleport and a tail. Um, you know, I mean, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm called on to suspend my disbelief about that. Okay. I can do that. Fine. Mm-hmm. But you got to pick about what it is that you're, that you're going to, that you're going to make me do that about. And I know enough about real world history and how those things came to be that it just bugs me. So that's, anyway, okay. right. that's my, that's my explanation of why, why, instinctively I wind up choosing to be pedantic about that, even though it's not really a conscious choice. It's just that one thing that like sure. rankles. Okay. So anyway, yeah, no, he, he literally has essentially a cutlass. Yeah. I um, guess I would have the same kind of problem if like rich Ryder came home from school and said, I got expelled for the day. I'd be like, that's not expulsion. What's yeah. wrong with you? Like, I, I get yeah. you. I get yeah. you. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. So yeah. So Anyway, going back to the list, mm-hmm. uh, literal swashbuckler, mm-hmm. uh, you know, is is uh, Errol Flynn mm-hmm. without without the rapiness, and <laughs> so True. we kind of have to go with Gryffindor. I agree completely. If yeah. there is a single X Man who embodies the fun side of Gryffindor, it is him. He looks before he doesn't look before his leaps at all because he can trust his ability to leap so beautifully and land so gracefully anyway. Yeah, well, and and if he winds up getting into you know really serious trouble, he doesn't even have to leap; he just bams. Bamf. Yep. Uh, by the way, the way yeah. I I really want to know which of their writers or letterers or who it was who came up with that sound effect. Just because it means badass motherfucker. Well, one, <laughs> but but no, it's it's it it is it is just such a perfect description. It really of, is. Yeah. That that kind of rushing air, yeah, the, the clapping of all the the pink cloud, yeah. yeah, yeah. So he's also another one of my favorites. Uh, shocking, a blue guy. Yeah. Uh, here's a quote: 
Um, you must be confused. Beast is a friend of mine. He's blue, though. I'm surprised we don't get confused more often. <laughs> he He's courageous beyond most others because he has a zest for life. Um, here's another good quote of his. I dare say I was born for this. Raise the flag, X-Men, and let's go be amazing. Like, he's just all about it, right? And he also has so little chill. Uh, quote, oh, none. He said that he... He said that my coming there had compromised them. It had become too dangerous. These people were no longer worth the risk. He was going to kill them. Well, that was when it started. His callousness, his disregard, I snapped. I had the power. I had the ability. So I used it. Can't be a swashbuckler. Yeah. Can't be a swashbuckler if you're not Gryffindor. Yeah. My brother. Yeah. Right there. Yep. Yep. All right. Colossus. Hufflepuff. Yeah. Yeah. Like I don't even have, <laughs> don't he have is, to think about he it. He is he is the mom friend. Mm-hmm. Very much uh, so. Yeah. He's he's literally the big brother mm-hmm. of magic. Yeah. And and you and, know he and the he, kind of doting jock boyfriend for Kitty Pride. Yeah. 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 Yep. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it's really, he's, he's one of those ones that's, that's really straightforward. And I, and I think that's, that's also part of what makes him a Hufflepuff is he is so, you know, like, no, literally what you see here is what you get. He is the, he is, he is the big, strong guy with the heart of an artist Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, he, he is the, the, the gentle giant with, with a sensitive soul Yep, and the, Ironclad moral compass. Yeah, uh, he cares about fairness above all else, right? Like yeah. you said, he's strong, he's durable, he's patient as a mountain. Um, unless somebody's at risk, like you said, uh, he's especially susceptible to threats to his sister Ileana, or to Kitty Pride, or the rest of the X Men. So here's here's a quote: "I'm sorry, Doctor. I hope you will understand why I must do this. I have battled living islands." I have fought sentinels whose sole purpose was to kill mutants. I have helped to save the universe more than once. I have done all this and more, and yet the hardest thing I have ever done was watch helplessly as my sister's life was taken by the legacy virus. Someday there may be a cure that does not require a sacrifice. Someday the violence will end. Someday children like Ileana will not be victims of a war they are not a part of. But I cannot stand by for even one hour knowing someone somewhere else's so, knowing somewhere someone else's little sister is dying from this disease. Snowflake, I am coming home. Just absolutely throwing himself across the wire so that yeah. other men can march over. Yeah. He, um go ahead. Oh, I was I was just gonna say he's the gentle version of what Wolverine is. Yeah. He's friendly, Wolverine's cranky. <laughs> Cranky is such an understatement, but yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, um, and and he has that wonderful, wonderful, wonderful speech mm-hmm. that that we see the 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 page because mm-hmm. it's it's not just a panel; it's a, it's a full it's a it's a, like a splash page. Mm-hmm. That's that's him, and I don't remember who the two younger mutants are, but it's the wonderful speech about no, no, children, you need to understand, and it's about it's about racism and about prejudice and about hatred, but it's, Mm. it's, you know, these things, these things are always jokes. 
you know, it always starts out as just a joke. Oh, right. I remember that. Yeah. And, and, and it is one of the best bits of social justice warrior writing. Um, anybody in recent years, I think has done at Marvel. Yeah. Um, and, (laughs) and yeah. Uh, and, and like, I cannot imagine that, that speech Mm -hmm. coming from anybody else and not seeming corny. Yeah, but with him, you you expect it and him, believe it. Yeah, yeah. Here's here's a quote. Uh, you know nothing. She is our friend, our comrade in battle. She could be dead, and you act as if you do not even care. Well, Colossus cares. Like, just yeah, yeah. All right. Hard on sleeve. Yep. I was thinking that exact thing actually. Yeah. So finally, Jean Grey. Ravenclaw. Yeah. She literally yeah. gets stuck in her own head as a telepath and a telekinetic. <laughs> yeah. She's thoughtful like, more than a she's whole a whole story arc about it. Oh yeah. She's thoughtful more than she's a genius, but she is also plenty smart. Uh in many ways, she's the one who cares about people enough to think about them. So she's like the best version of a Ravenclaw. Yeah. Um, here's a quote. Life doesn't make sense in isolation. We need to be free to make mistakes and to make those mistakes together. So while that speaks to community, it also speaks to that search for truth. You, gotta, mm-hmm. you know. Well, and and speaking of truths in the you know recent plot line where her and uh, Iceman and Cyclops wind up getting transported right. from the 60s to the present day. And so you have, you know, old exclamation point Jean Grey and young exclamation point Jean Grey. Right. Uh, she's the one who puts two and two together as a telepath and tells Bobby, mm-hmm. basically tells Bobby. I mean, like she outs, outs Bobby. Him but to he's, himself. He's to himself yeah. because he's so busy, you know, suppressing all of that. Right. That that she, she looks at him and goes, you. You're gay. Right. And she doesn't mean and, she doesn't mean to do it either. That's the thing. She gets yeah, so lost in her yeah. search for truth. She lo- she got lost in someone else's head. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Not not even her own head. Right. Somebody else's head. Yeah. 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 And 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 I, I think the important thing of that is it, it wasn't something that she like Wolverine, if if it were Wolverine that was the one that was put in that narrative position. Mm-hmm. Wolverine would do it by, you know, sense of smell and his gut and, you know, all of all of that kind of stuff. And it would be this intuitive thing. Right. She calculated it out. It was it was a process of deduction. Mm -hmm. And then once she had gotten to the end of the deduction, it just came out of her mouth because that's what happens when you finish deducing something. (laughs) You you say it. You share that truth. Yeah. You you share that truth. Even if it's unwelcome, mm-hmm. you know, and yeah, no, I agree. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's, okay. here's a, a, you know, like you said, she's logical. She's reasonable. Um, she's trying to contain the damage of the world rending spirit that inhabited her. Um, mm. She argues unassailably that she needs to be killed, not saved. Like she maths it out and she says, quote, Scott, am I worth it? I destroyed a world in my mind. I can still hear the screams of the dying, and it felt good. 
I don't want that feeling ever again, and yet I do. And she's like, I have to die. Yeah. She begs him to kill her, and he has the hardest time doing it. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right. you know, Scott fucking Summers, but yeah. yeah. So there's a lot more that I wanted to tackle, but I saved the most interesting for last. So what superhero has been left off this list conspicuous by their absence? Oh, man. Well, a few come to, I mean, like everybody on the Fantastic Four oh, shit, occurs yeah. to me as not, not being here. Yeah. Um, well, Spider-Man. Yeah. Do you want to, should we run through the Fantastic Four? I don't have any quotes, but I bet you we could, we could probably agree. We could, we could, we could 75% agree pretty hard on, at least. On, yeah, at least. Yeah. Uh, ben Grimm is definitely a Hufflepuff. Yes. So is Susan Storm. And Susan Storm is definitely a Hufflepuff. Yeah. Um, Johnny okay. Storm. Johnny Storm's clearly. Uh, yeah. Gryffindor. Gryffindor. Like, like full stop. Yeah. I guess we, we may end up disagreeing or needing to convince each other on, on Reed. I say that he's Slytherin. No, you don't need to convince me. Okay, there you go. So maybe that's why I didn't do them. They were just so damned easy. Yeah, well. But what an interesting team. You don't have the four houses represented by the Fantastic Four. No, indeed you don't. You you have, yeah. um, Because because the the intellect, the brain of the Mm -hmm. bunch of them is morally... I mean, you could you could make an argument for him being a Ravenclaw. He's too fluid, literally fluid with his literally, morality. Yeah. yeah, so he's yeah. water. Yeah, it it isn't it isn't ever a matter of him just getting locked up in his own head and forgetting about morals. It's him right. having something he thinks is more important. I think the one closest to being Ravenclaw in that dynamic would be Sue Storm, but I think she's too much the doormat Hufflepuff. Yeah, the, the the other flip side, the other dark side of Hufflepuff is yeah, just yeah. being a doormat and and too too often yeah, the codependency thing is just yeah, yeah too strong. All yeah. Right. So Spider Man. <sighs> well, is he Hufflepuff? Okay. Is he Gryffindor? Is he Ravenclaw? Is he Slytherin? Tell me why. Okay, I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna rule Slytherin out. Okay. Um, simply because his, his moral compass mm-hmm. is a defining trait Okay. and ends versus means is not, not a conversation, not a conversation he gets into. Okay. So, so I'm going to take Slytherin off the table. All right. Now that you've eliminated that, let me read to you a couple quotes. Okay. We're not just our failures as much as they hurt. We learn from them. Then we go out there and do our best to make up for them, even though we never will. We save people. We save as many as we can to make up for the ones we couldn't. That's all we do. Okay. Here's another quote. But it's not the same thing. All these years, I've done my best to make up for that. I wore this suit, gone out there and put my life on the line again and again. But no matter how hard I try, people die. Yep. You say you don't want responsibility. Guess what? People like us, we don't get a choice. Yep. All right. So, so here's the deal. Yeah. Here's the deal. Mm-hmm. I've got more quotes. He, so you say yours. Okay. No, I'm, I'm sure. I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure. I'm sure you do. Yeah. I'm sure you do. Um. He he beats himself up. Um. Over over the stuff like. He he carries he 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 carries this guilt. 
mm-hmm. like as a, as a thing. Um, and he is, he is immensely self-sacrificing in part because of the slip ups that he made. Yes. When, when, when he made the mistake of being selfish, his, his uncle died. Right. And so that turned him being basically a good kid, but you know, a dumb kid into mm-hmm. being this Apollonian, you know, uh, you know, I, I have to do like, cannot not do the right thing. Right. Kind of figure. And I'm torn mm-hmm. because on the one hand, there there is a very strong kind of Hufflepuff drive mm-hmm. there mm-hmm. for for looking out for others and being being the guardian and the caretaker and and all of that. Mm-hmm. By the same token, he's very rarely a member of a team as a defining characteristic. He's very much, he, he is that dude. Yeah, that's true. And, and he is in many ways like he, he has, he has the same kind of character drive as cap. Yeah. Um, in that, in that this, this is a, this is a sense of duty and is a very, it, and it is a very personal sense of duty. And he's it the only like, one who can do it sometimes too. I am, I am, I am the only one, 308 rule. I'm the only one here who can do this. And, and so that, that pushes me mm-hmm. in the direction of, and, and then we have, uh, when he puts when he puts on the mask and he becomes Spidey, he is a smartass and he has a lot of fun with his powers. Yep. Um, and 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 he's very very smart, but he has to work really hard to force himself to come up with a plan a lot of the time. All right. So here's a couple quotes to help muddy those waters. Back up everything yeah. you said, basically. Uh, here's one. You're the creep who's going to pay. I'm going to get you, Goblin. I'm going to destroy you slowly, and when you start begging for me to end it, I'm going to remind you of one thing. You killed the woman I love, and for that, you're going to die. Dark side Gryffindor. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking dark side Hufflepuff. You killed the person I loved. Um, all right, here's, mm-hmm. here's another one. Fate gave me some terrific superpowers, and I realize now it's my duty to use them without doubt, without hesitation. And that means Spider-Man is going into action again. I'll fight as I've never fought before. Nothing will stop me now, for I know at last that a man can't change his destiny. I was born to be Spider-Man. Mm, yeah, there's some notes there that come off as kind of Slytherin-esque. Slytherin-esque yeah. yeah, I was born born to this, yeah. da-da-da-da. I, you know, I think, I think some of that though. Okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, I, I think, I think we have to keep in mind, you know, what, what era of the comic did that particular mini monologue come from? That was early sixties. And, and that, and that kind of flowery language was Mm -hmm. just a, that was just part of the art form. Oh yeah. Yeah. Here's another one that will throw some, some mess into the fire for you. 
I should really mm-hmm. redesign my web shooters so this won't happen again. Either that or sew a change pocket into my costume so I can carry bus fare. No, with a costume this tight, people <laughs> might think I had cellulite. <laughs> that's, yeah, well, that's yeah, Ravenclaw it, it, and Gryffindor. <laughs> yeah, you know, and and the thing is, mm-hmm. as Hermione Granger has has shown us, you you can be smart and be true. a Gryffindor. That's true. I, you know, I'm I'm going I'm going to say that he is a case of somebody who made a choice mm-hmm. in the hat, and the, and the choice oh. that he made. Mm-hmm. You know, Harry Harry was not Slytherin, not Slytherin, right. not, Slytherin right. not Slytherin. I think, I think, I think Peter Parker. If if the hat started started to be lowered down on his head, he would mm-hmm. hear the hat saying, "Oh, you're a nerd. Oh my boy, yeah. are you a nerd? You're such a Ravenclaw." And and he'd be like, "You're, you're such a Ravenclaw, but you but you've got this you've got this you know this drive about you know doing the mm-hmm. right thing and and I can and I can see in you that there's this there's this trait of of you know." You know, you you want to you want to cut loose and and be this other you know swashbuckling kind of kind of guy in your own head. But at the same time, I, you've got this loyalty to family. Here's here's another quote, real quick. I blew it, strange. I did the one thing I promised myself I would never do. I put my family in the crosshairs, and no matter how many times I go over and I go over it in my head, I keep coming back to the same thing. I need the world to forget that I'm Spider Man. Because okay. he suffers greatly with his um, secret identity and goes through so much to keep people safe. That whole thing is about the other, not about him. Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I, I think, I think it comes, it comes back around to a sense of duty, and mm-hmm. I think it comes back around to having made one terrible, terrible, terrible mistake mm-hmm. at at the very, you know, in in his origin story. Mm-hmm. And and I and, and what I was coming around to is, I think based on that one mistake and wanting to make up for that one mistake, what he told the hat was, I want to be in the house Cap is in. Mm. Because because so much of his internal dialogue and so much of what you see him saying to other characters mm-hmm. echoes so much of what you hear out of cap's mouth about doing the right thing and sense of duty and all of that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so he's, he's really, he's really, really hard to pin down, but canonically Harry was really hard to pin down. True. Even though Harry chose where he would be. And Harry and Harry chose to go. Okay. Here's, here's another one. I'm done, done accepting things the way they are. I swear to you from now on, whenever I'm around, wherever I am, no one dies. So he's tilting yeah. back to Slytherin. Because I'm the one that's going to stop that. But then here's the final quote I'll kick your way. Anyone mm-hmm. can win a fight when the odds are easy. It's when the going's tough, when there seems to be no chance. That's when it counts. Gryffindor. <laughs> so so I, I think... I will tell you, I never put him into a house, by the way. Oh, yeah. I, I, okay. I could not on my own. I, I absolutely need this to be done dialogically. And I yeah. wonder if he's the one character that you can't put into a house. Because he's actually the most 
fully fleshed out character. He's archetypical and yet he is so thoroughly human. Well, you know, here's the deal. His archetype is the everyman. Mm-hmm. You know, from from the very beginning, the whole the whole conceit of mm-hmm. creating him wasn't <laughs> sorry. Uh, for those for those of you listening, um, that that noise you may have just heard in the background, since since uh, uh, Damien reacted to it, I'm I'm sure you all did. Yeah. Um, my, my family has, has, uh, adopted a now 10 week old kitten who is prowling around here in the living room and just managed to get herself into trouble mm-hmm. by knocking over a chair. So anyway, uh, I'll have to be dealing with that in a minute, but, yeah. um, you know, his, his, the whole conceit for Spider-Man mm-hmm wasn't from the beginning, um, you know, I'm going to, I'm going to have this, this, you know, uh, arachnid themed superhero. (laughs) Ronald. (laughs) All right. Sorry about that. It's okay. Got a little bit of a literacy primer there for everybody. Uh, anyway, are you quite done? Okay. Um, but the, the conceit was I'm going to take a high school kid and mm-hmm. I'm going to make a high school kid into a superhero. I'm going to write stories about what would that look like. Mm-hmm. And so the core of the character, like Bruce Wayne is the appendage to Batman. Yes. Nar- narratively, narratively speaking, Batman is the character. Bruce Wayne is, is the alter ego. Right. That's not the case with Peter Parker. Very that's good point. not that's not how Spider-Man that's that's not Spider-Man's genesis. And so the archetype is one that winds up being fully fleshed out because the source of the drama in his life isn't uh, you know, we're we're part of a subspecies of humanity that's being that's being, you know, hunted down and persecuted mm-hmm. and it's not you know, I'm, I'm, you know, this guy who became a super soldier through, you know, scientific experimentation or, or whatever. Right. His defining characteristic is I'm a junior in high school and I have to figure out how to get my homework done when I'm also the guy who can stop the rhino from robbing a bank. Yeah. I have to, I have to pay the rent still. Yeah. I, I gotta, I gotta pay the rent after, after he graduates high school, I gotta get a job. Mm-hmm. You know, later on he becomes a science teacher and he's got a great papers, which like right. makes him makes him my favorite forever for that, <laughs> you know. And and you know, it's it's so so he is the most fully fleshed out character mm-hmm. while simultaneously being archetypal because that's his archetype. Yeah. You know. And so yeah, I think it's I think it's really hard to pin him down. I'm in the end, I think if, if you, you know, um, uh, if, if Victor Von Doom, you know, strapped him down to a, to a machine and, and forced the hat onto his head, um, <clears throat> I, I think, I think he'd wind up, you know, uh, choosing Gryffindor. I agree. Um, cause he chooses it every night. 
Cause he, cause he, cause that's, that's the guy that, that is, that yeah. is the mantle he takes on yeah. all the time, you know? Um, and, and I think, I think that conscious choice is, is, is a really, really important part of his character and, and a really important part of what makes him admirable and compelling and really makes him heroic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I think you got me, uh, my, my full agreement there. Uh, I think he is a chosen Gryffindor. Yeah. Yeah, I I would agree. Uh, you know, now that we're thinking about it, um, I realized that I left out heroes that I really wanted to get in there and I, I didn't get to. So um, I'm not going to do them here. What I want okay. people to do is to reach out to us uh, on the social medias. Yeah. Um, so you can hit me up at Harmony either on Insta or in the Twitterverse. <laughs> Um, and, uh, let me know what superheroes you think should be sorted and tell me what, what house you think and why, um, where can they tell you this? Uh, if they want to pass this along to me, I can be found on Instagram at Mr. Blaylock, M R Blaylock. Mm -hmm. Uh, and on the Twitter, I'm at E H Blaylock. Mm -hmm. And of course you can send this to sim- to both of us simultaneously Ooh, at, yes. uh, on Twitter at geek history time. Yes. So, uh, do we have anything that we recommend to people to read this week? I know I got those a little out of order, but it seemed fitting. Yeah, no, it makes sense. Um, no, I, I think just, uh, I'm going to say go back and go back and, and pick, any any one of a number of really great time periods from, uh, you know, especially the X Men, mm-hmm. but um, I, I think uh, the Avengers as well, uh, and just go back and 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 take a look at at the the ways in which these characters manage to embody these archetypes. I think is worth thinking about. I agree. I think that that's a pretty good way to go about it. Um, I would recommend that you look into some of the later Spider-Man versus Venom stuff. To, oh, okay. Oh, cute kitty. Um, but some of the later Spider-Man versus Venom stuff, because he really gets into the I created this guy problem um, and yeah. the responsibility that comes with that on top of all the other responsibility that he has. I think that's um, really good. I, I think um, Spider-Man has always been a more exciting comic book to read than Captain America, despite them both choosing the same kind of Determinator, uh, Gryffindor aspect, because Spider-Man has problems. Um, so I'm going to yeah, keep my Spider- recommendation Spider-Man-centric this time. Yeah, yeah. Spidey, Spidey actually has a day-to-day life he's got to worry about. Mm-hmm. Through his apotheosis, Cap kind of moved out of a world in which he needed to worry about that stuff. Well, Cap isn't Steve Rogers. He's Cap. Yeah. Spider-Man's Peter Parker. And that's yeah. far more fascinating. So, um, yeah, I think that's, that's about as far as I'll go with that. So, yeah. um, and we already talked about where people can meet you, uh, out in these yep. streets, catch these hands. Uh, that's good. Yeah. Uh, and Ed you. will fight you. Um, I, I won't. I will. I will I, because, because I'm a Gryffindor. Right. I won't. I so. will hug you. Um, because it's part of a greater plan. Let's be honest. I will pretend to be Hufflepuff, <laughs> but we all know yeah, that I'm. Yeah, like, yeah I'm no, you're fun. you're way, 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 way too in love with your own cleverness. Yeah, that's that's not wrong. Uh, so, <laughs> uh, 
Uh, cool. Well, for Geek History of Time, uh, I'm Damien Harmony. And I'm Ed Blaylock. And until next time, keep rolling 20s. Cute kitty. <laughs>